0: Thank you for joining me, everyone. There appears to be a somewhat of a revival of Logos um, that is at least occurring in this wonderful world of YouTube videos, but possibly and hopefully will have reverberations in our culture nationally and around the world. And the effort is being led by the brilliant work of Dr. E. Michael Jones whom I've been following for quite a while, maybe about a decade. Um, Dr. Jones's work has had a very profound influence on me personally and also on my work as an author and as a a, uh, radio host. I've interviewed him over the years, most recently on this program. And he's coming out with a new book, I don't believe it's published yet, that deals with the subject of Lagos. As he defines it, which is, the moral and ethical precepts that are foundational to our Western civilization, which are rooted in both truth and reason, but also merged with faith in God. Um, he derives it from the, the ancient Greek term, which he connects quite accurately to, to the, uh, the Gospel of John in the New Testament. And this is where he develops what I think is a very unique idea um one that is not atypical of him because he's done a lot of work in in the area of philosophy and thought that is unique and that is amazing in that he links it to um the ministry of jesus and the messiahship of jesus as as being the merge between the logos of reason and the logos of faith and that this was the gift to all of mankind and the foundation of the um of the West, um, and I, I absolutely don't take in any issue at all with that, except for one little thing that I disagree with Dr. Jones on. In fact, maybe it's not so little, and that is that his insistence, his insistence that the Jews rejected logos when we rejected the ministry of Jesus, when we rejected the messiahship of Jesus and furthermore, when we colluded with the Romans to execute Jesus, which are all true historically, other than Jews who became Christians. My suggestion here is that the exact opposite is true. It's not that the Jews rejected Logos when we rejected Jesus. It's that the rest of the world, the Western civilizations, Christendom embraced logos when they accepted the moral and ethical precepts of the torah when they accepted the mosaic covenant at sinai which is the very essence of logos and that jesus whether he was messiah or not is a religious question he is the bridge figure in terms of the acceptance of logos that jesus if you look at his ministry particularly in the book of Matthew, in the Gospel of Matthew, he said that he was going to continue the logos of Moses and that not a single word of that revelation would be changed. And so, his in a sense, this means and makes Jesus at least Messiah-like, if not the Messiah, which is, a, again, a religious question, in that he, more than any other figure in history, was able to transmit Logos, the moral and ethical precepts of the Torah, to all of mankind to a very large degree, to the degree that Christianity has spread, and it has all over the world, And that the enemies of Logos are not the Jews. The Jews remain the people of Logos. The enemy of Logos is the same enemy that the Jews struggled with right up to the beginning of Of So right up to the days of Abraham, and that is the worship of false gods, the worship of idols. This is a thread that runs through the entire Torah. This is the struggle that the children of Israel had, especially when they got to Canaan and started to establish a society. This was the sin of the golden calf at the foot of Sinai that the Jews as a people, and at that time they were alone because the entire world was enthralled by this corrupted idol-worshiping uh, cult where the state would run the God. There was no God that was for all of mankind, no universal God, but that this it was a man-made object. It was you know, the moloch or the aceropol or whatever it was, and that there were all these corrupted practices that went on around this worship, you know, throwing babies into the belly of the burning beast—kind of an ancient version, frankly, of abortion. You know, orgies and sexual license, what what Sigmund Freud called polymorphous perversity. You know, this was the same enemy that the ancient Jews were struggling with, the children of Israel, because these things are very powerful and they're very tempting, and they they call us to corrupt us. You know, we're we're, we're you know the the sins of the flesh. I mean. This is, you know, know, the call of um, rejection of logos, a rejection of the belief in a God who is beyond the manipulative powers of man, who provides and who gives a set of moral and ethical precepts. The lawgiver is what it's called in Hebrew. The creator of the universe. That the universe was not just created at random. It just didn't just happen, which is, of course, the Darwinian idea, and which is why Darwin is such a major saint to the anti-logos secular you know establishment but that god gave the law that cannot be overthrown or manipulated by the corrupting hands of the imperfect people that we look to that law to free ourselves and to create under that law you know we're endowed by our creator not the state with rights you know, God created man in his image, not God, Not man isn't God, man is an image of God. We have, you know, a spiritual and a, a temporal side to our nature. And so the children of Israel struggled against these earthly temptations in the same way that we all are struggling against them today, both as individuals, which is normal, but also as a nation and as a culture, which is less normal in that you have a predominant Controlled, uh, politic, if you will, that is anti-logos and that wants to undermine logos in the in in the people at large. That's a corrupting element. So the Jews continued to adhere to logos and to the the covenant of Moses, even though their people were rebelling against it with the golden calf and with the worship of idols and Baal and all that stuff that went on in Canaan. And that that struggle was a struggle for all of mankind. I mean, this is what the story of Hanukkah was all about. It wasn't so much that Judah Maccabee and his family stood up to the the Syrian Greeks who wanted to install an idol at the temple. But it was a struggle for the soul of Judaism. They were fighting a civil war against the Hellenized Jews who were involved in corrupt practices and who wanted to be you know, of the world, who wanted to be of the earth and who were doing, you know, naked gymnasiums and whatever they were doing. And um, that that Judah Maccabee and his brothers stood up to it and they cleansed the temple. That's what the lighting of the menorah is. That's what it symbolizes a return to logos an overthrow of this corrupted Hellenized uh, empire and its internal influence within Judaism. And the fact that they did this is something to celebrate not only on the surface in terms of that it reestablished the very holy concept of of political sovereignty, which is something that the Torah does get into, but it also reestablished logos among the people so that they could then carry that on and that would eventually result in the the ministry of Jesus. It wouldn't have happened had it not been for Judah Maccabee and they're, they're taking back the Lagos for the children of Israel. And that, as I said, Jesus himself said that the, the covenant of Moses is forever. The Jews continue to be the people of the book. We continue to embrace Lagos in terms of believing in the uh, moral and ethical precepts of the Torah, that these are divine, that these are how we are to guide our lives and how we are to advance as human beings. And that we are still at war internally with, I mean, I get into this in my book, Left-Wing Anti-Semitism. It's a big subject, but suffice it to say that we have been seriously damaged by the advent of a false messiah called Shabtay V. Shabtay V was a, a, seventh, a 17th century false messiah who, by the way, was the exact opposite of Jesus. He was satanic. Jesus wanted to uphold the Torah. He wanted to uphold the moral and ethical precepts of the Torah, which is why Christianity holds the Old Testament as the word of God. You know, they grafted it into their own beliefs. And instead, Shante V wanted to overthrow the Old Testament of the Torah by pervert, inverting it, by perverting it. He would take everything in the Torah and he would do the opposite. You know, if the Torah said... Uh, you know whatever whatever the subject don't commit adultery he viewed adultery as a suddenly religious right you know he violated every precept of the torah and that was why he that was in a bizarre sense i know it sounds bizarre but this was his way of proving that he was the messiah and a lot jews were sucked into this and they, they they were fooled by it until he was exposed as a fraud by the by the um the muslim sultan in istanbul and um, and yet they continued. They went underground. They they shape shifted. And in the 18th century, they had a, a disciple of Chate's V in Europe by the name of Jacob Frank, who furthered this secretive agenda, this subterfuge of Judaism. And they have taken the high ground in Judaism today, to a large extent. They are the ones who control much of the Jewish establishment. You know, groups like the ADL. Quite frankly, I don't want to single them out, but you know, uh, Jewish groups and, and and Jewish radicals. They're the ones that gave birth to the Jewish embrace of Marxism. So, you know, this is a subversion of Judaism. It is a war within Judaism. It's a war that those of us who support Lagos, whether they we be Jew or Christian, we ought to support not only to, for these Jews to prevail and to take back the covenant, but also to stop the infiltration of Christianity by their own anti-Logos groups that, by the way, have nothing to do with Judaism. And I'm talking about st- groups starting with the Illuminati, which was generally a Catholic thing, and which sought to overthrow the church and sought to overthrow the nations by creating a, a world order of, of bee colonies. I mean, of, 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 you know, beehives. Everyone would be de facto equal. And it was the Illuminati that would eventually spawn an organization that hired Karl Marx to write the Communist Manifesto. And Marx, in a way, is a merge between the rejection of both Judaism and Christianity, given the fact that he had a Jewish background, but that he also was baptized as a Christian and was a very devout Christian, apparently, up until the time he went into college. And then he was influenced by the quote-unquote Enlightenment figures like Hegel, came out as a radical like a lot of our students do today, by the way. Anyway, um, my one criticism, again, of Dr. Jones's work is that he says that the Jews rejected Logos when we failed to convert to Christianity. I say the opposite is true. It is Christianity that embraced Logos with the ministry of Jesus, and that that Logos emanated from Sinai, um, and that that's what we need to struggle for today. So anyway I'll leave it there um, and I want to thank you for joining me today please subscribe to my channel I need to build up my subscriptions it's free you know you can either join or not join anytime you can drop out you'll get special editions and um, that being my YouTube channel and listen thanks so much for watching everyone have a great afternoon